Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Getting Sexy with Steph. And I am so excited for today because I have one of my amazing friends, Christina Sandwin, who is a psychedelic integration coach on the podcast today. Hello, Christina. (laughs) Hello, Steph. I'm so, so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on so we can talk about these juicy topics of psychedelics and sexuality. I really can't think of a better way to start my day. (laughs) Exactly, right? Like psychedelics (laughs) and sexuality. (laughs) Let's just drop it out and (laughs) and get going because The reason that I am so excited for this is because I feel like this is an intersection that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about. So we're going to dive into that. But first, for anybody listening who's like, what the fuck is a psychedelic integration coach? Because those are, you know, big words that aren't, you know, usually talked about at the family dinner table. What is a psychedelic integration coach? How did you kind of get into this work and, and what do you do? I'd love to hear uh, just a little bit more about you and about what this is to lay the foundation. Yeah, of course. I think that's a really beautiful place to start because that's the question I most often get is like, what is it that you do? You know, like even as just a starting place. Um, So, you know, as many people may have seen, there's been actually a lot of research on psychedelics and and mental health going on. So of course we may kind of know in in the cultural context that there was the war on drugs, that, um, you know, psychedelics were used maybe a lot in the past and then kind of got um, really restricted in their use. And and there was a lot of studies back in the day of, of how powerful these substances can be in terms of producing mystical experiences, supporting mental and physical health, um, all those things. And there's been a resurgence recently in that research. And so a lot of people are now kind of rethinking how they use psychedelics. So rather than focusing on recreational use, um, using them in a more conscious way for, you know, spiritual growth, emotional health, all of that. Um, so what my role is, is to support people who are using psychedelics to prepare consciously for, um, their psychedelic session and to integrate or kind of support the work that they do afterwards. So that's really important because it's really common that after these experiences, like challenging things come up, um, it can be really hard to integrate really large dose psychedelic experiences into daily life. Um, and you know, it's really, really important. Sometimes we have these like peak experiences, but it's really important to have someone who kind of keeps you accountable to actually making changes in your life. Um, so that's really what I do is kind of a little, it really depends on the client on what exactly that work looks like. Um, but I've seen over and over again, how working with someone around these big experiences can be incredibly supportive and allow people who are choosing to use psychedelics, um, to get the most out of them. Um, and certainly people can find, you know, underground providers, but there are also legal retreat centers internationally. There are churches within the U S where people can find psychedelics and plant medicines. Um, so yeah, I'm working with people who are using psychedelics in a variety of, of ways. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do is just being there as a support person and someone who's been there many times. So I can kind of support people when these experiences can feel so new and so overwhelming to kind of go on that journey. 
I absolutely love that. And I love that you work with people before and after, because I think that there's a lot to be said in the before, especially if it's your first time, you know, getting into psychedelics or you're going into your first session or your first ceremony. Um, There's a lot that can come up. I know for me, that was that's, I, I could have used you a couple years ago, to be honest, I would have loved to have a, a coach there for me before I went in. And I probably would have gone into it a lot sooner because I had a lot of fear before I went in. I was like, Oh my God, what if I die? What if I get like have a panic attack? What if I have a stroke? You know, there's all these like different things that you hear. And a lot of that is obviously you know, just the different conditioning I grew up back in like the say no to drug era. And like, it was drilled in your head of all these things can happen. But there was also just a real fear of loss of control, I think is what it ultimately boiled down to for me. So having somebody like you would have been extremely beneficial before. And I did have people to process with after, but I love that you have the duality of before and after, because I think that that's something that's not as common. Absolutely. And yeah, I think there's so many things that can come up before. I mean, especially, um, you know, I, I think one of the main things is like even just working on an intention and talking about major life events, like doing an inventory of different aspects of your life, like all of that is kind of priming your subconscious to be able to go even more deeply into the experience and kind of hone in on, on the things that you want to work on. And of course, also releasing fear is so important. And I really support clients to like know how to use their body during, during the space to kind of navigate in this, um, the psychedelic realm, because it can feel so it's, you know, a very different state of consciousness than, you know, the state of consciousness we're in now having this conversation. And so I agree, like I see preparation is so incredibly beneficial because, if we're able to go into these psychedelic sessions with less fear, knowing exactly why we're doing this work, knowing how to navigate in the space, it just allows us to feel, you know, a, a much more safety and deepening. And I think that kind of mindset that you bring into the psychedelic experience is so, so important. And so that's really kind of what I'm supporting clients to cultivate is like that, um, that sort of inner security to be able to do really deep work. Absolutely. And so I'm curious, what do you find just, I guess, kind of high level, I'm sure it's very different for most people. What are the barriers that people have or the obstacles that they face in wanting to try psychedelics? Like there's, you know, maybe an interest or they want to, you know, use it for a certain reason, but what is the resistance that you find most common? Yeah. I mean, a few things come to mind. I think especially like when we think of sexuality as well, like, psychedelics have been used pretty unconsciously and most substances really have. And so a lot of people, the barrier is sort of like this, almost the stigma, the kind of association with hippie culture, which again, there's nothing wrong with hippie culture, but a lot of people are sort of like, well, if I have deep trauma and I want to do serious work, like this doesn't, I don't really see how that relates. Um, So a lot of my job is also kind of like education on the the extreme difference between conscious use and recreational use. Um, And I think another barrier is just the lack of support around these experiences, which I think is why it's really, really important to work with someone if you can. Um, 
again, in the research over and over again, one of the most important and helpful aspects of um, psychedelic use is the potential for a mystical experience. So again, people conceptualize that in very different ways, but whatever it is we're able to tap into in the psychedelic space um, feels often much larger than ourselves. And there's not a lot of support in, in most sectors of like Western society around those types of experiences. Um, and so I have a lot of clients who, yeah, maybe have resistance to doing this work because they don't feel like they've really know other people who've done it, or there's kind of a lot of understanding around it. And then particularly thinking of after they just maybe don't really have a lot of like other support on who to talk to about, you know, these big experiences. So I think those are definite barriers that people come up against. And I mean, lastly, of course, financially, I mean, I really hope that the legal frameworks are changing and I do think they're changing very rapidly. Did I a few years ago think I was going to see legal psychedelic therapy in the U.S.? No. Um, you know, I'm in California. I think that's one area where things are moving quite quickly. Oregon within the next two years um, is going to have legal psychedelic uh, therapy uh, with psilocybin mushrooms. Um, but for now, it's not something that's covered by insurance. Often people don't know how to find providers that are reputable. And of course, there's, you know, there's not a lot of like guidelines or anything around this. It's a little bit like the wild, wild west. Um, so it can be really hard to find a space um, to do this type of work. And especially if someone wants to go to an international retreat, that's incredibly expensive and time consuming. Um, so I think those are all barriers to doing this work and certainly um, working with someone who's been there before who kind of has a network and connections to the space is really helpful. Yeah, I absolutely, I appreciate you explaining all of that. And one thing that I love about your work, and I was actually telling you this offline before, um, I was sitting here like just singing your praises because not only do you have personal experience, but you have a lot of professional experience. And so these things, I always say they're not to be fucked around with, yes. <laughs> especially if you're going in, you know, wanting to do the conscious work, like it's, they're not for everybody and they're not to be fucked with. And so I really just admire your level of education, professional education, and your ongoing education, right. And that you have around this because it brings a professionalism and it brings a safety like, I would feel so safe talking to you if I was, you know, doing this for the first time, because you're not just like someone down the block who's like, you know, done a few hits of Molly, like takes mushrooms on the weekend. It's like, yeah, let's talk about this. It's great. Like, I'll totally facilitate for you. You know, I feel like you have so much professionalism. And so I don't know, I'm just going to sit here and just celebrate you for that, because I love that you take it very seriously and consciously and that you use it in such a beautiful way. You work with people, the high level of support before and after it's really fucking amazing. And there needs to be like, everybody needs to come talk to you who's interested in psychedelics, first of all. Wow. <laughs> and, and I'm really curious because there's an intersection and you and I have had a lot of also offline conversations about this of the intersection of sexuality and psychedelics. And we both had, you know, personal experiences with that, but um, you know, for maybe people who are like, what the fuck do they have in common psychedelics and sexuality? What could you say to them um, that could maybe just like bring some sort of merging these two topics together? Right. 
Yeah, I think it's <laughs> amazing what you just brought in because I was, you know, my master's in social work. I was planning on being a therapist. I was very much in kind of like a Western medicine mindset, right? For a really long time. Um, and of course, there's nothing wrong with that. I love Western medicine as well. But I think um, I had my own really transformative experience with psychedelics and kind of from there got really interested in diving deep into the psychedelic realm. And through that kind of all of this around sexuality came up. And so what I would say is a few fold. I think psychedelics when used in a conscious container, you know, either with a facilitator um, one-on-one or in a group setting, um, or kind of setting that conscious container for yourself that oftentimes what can come up is yeah. Relationship to the body, relationship to sexuality. Sexuality is such a core component of who we are as humans. And, you know, psychedelics are just opening up more and more of, you know, our subconscious patterning, um, and even kind of pre-verbal stuff. And so, I observed over and over again how sexuality just can come up in psychedelic space a lot. And psychedelics can be incredibly potent healers for sexual trauma or kind of any sort of like body violations. Um, And yeah, and I think that's kind of one profound overlap um, is the ability to work on sexual trauma. Um, I think another is pleasure you know, people since God knows when have been using psychoactive substances, not just kind of to induce these mystical experiences or um, to come to greater understanding of the world, but also for sexual practices. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it can be really amazing if you're in an environment either like with yourself or with others where you feel really safe to use psychedelic substances to expand your conscious to a level where you can reach deeper sexual states, kind of, especially related to, um, energy or kind of tantric sexuality. So I think they can be used kind of as this like vessel to open us in a new way to deeper levels of sexual experience. Um, and I think just kind of in a general way, there's so many overlaps, like we talked about before, like often, both psychedelics and sexuality are used kind of unconsciously. Um, And again, there's like nothing inherently wrong with that, but it's kind of amazing when we start doing conscious work on, on with psychedelics, how much I feel like that conscious sexuality piece can really come up. And I see those as really, really linked. Um, And, and I think also to bring in kind of the tantric part, I really love that, like, without taking any substances, we can reach those spaces that we reach in psychedelics. And I think not a lot of people know that. And it sounds pretty woo-woo, but it's really, really empowering. And that it's been very empowering for me. You know, people have experiences of like channeling energy, seeing colors, like feeling orgasms from part of their body that they didn't know they could experience. And this is all without having ingested anything. Um, so sexuality in and of itself can be very, very psychedelic. Um, and so I see these both as just really, really linked that the more we're able to kind of expand our consciousness in both ways and come to more kind of transpersonal or like larger understanding of who we are. Um, I think, yeah, they both seem to kind of just like potentiate one another. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think only the, the last thing I would say on that is, 
of course, like I can imagine people who don't have much experience, the idea of, it can be kind of triggering, like the idea of mixing psychedelics and sexuality. Um, there's so much shame oftentimes we have around our sexuality. Um, so yeah, I think kind of my work is more just an opening to meet people where they're at, but I do find, um, for people who have used psychedelics, one of the most like potent areas, um, to work on in terms of like integrating the experience is often sexuality. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've heard that from quite a few of just personal friends as well have had, you know, such a beautiful intersection of sexual expansion or sexual healing, um, with the use of psychedelics. And that was for sure, you know, my experience as well. So I, I had never like done anything. I had never even like smoked weed. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to fucking jump to ayahuasca because why wouldn't you just jump right in the deep end? That's just what I do. And, yeah. and not only that, like I, I was very fortunate enough to go to an international retreat in Costa Rica at a place called Sultara, but for my nervous system and for me, I really needed that containment. I needed that safe place because I was fucking terrified of letting go of control. And, you know, it's interesting because as I went in, I remember I went into my first ceremony and right before I went up to drink, I had this moment of, oh my God, is all my sexual repressed trauma going to come out? And because I had been having, you know, just some flashbacks and some different things come up and I was like, fuck, this is, this is the night. This is it. This is when it happens. And, and I just kind of threw my hands up and I was like, I surrender. I'm, I'm already here. Like, let's do this. And, and actually my first night was very chill. It was like, it was the most beautiful opening. And, you know, I know it probably sounds crazy to a lot of people who haven't really experienced psychedelics or even ayahuasca, but the medicine really talks to you. And she told me it didn't have to be chaotic. And I have found that in my experience working with psychedelics, specifically ayahuasca, that's kind of my mind of choice. I really, really resonate with her plant spirit. And um, I found that it, it doesn't have to be super chaotic. And the second night is when I feel like, boom, like my sexuality, everything just like, I had no idea I was capable of feeling that much pleasure. And it was so crazy um, of an experience. Like I, I drank the medicine and I felt it start coming alive. And, you know, I have reached these states in, in Tantra as well. And I love you that you discuss that. And we can even dive deeper into that sometime. Cause that is so, so potent, but mm -hmm. I had these tools of breath work and I started to feel my body move. And it was so fluid, but it's like all of a sudden my body was just filled with sexual pleasure. And I felt like I was in an orgasmic state for probably like five hours. It was incredible because here I was thinking that I was going to be going in and facing like the darkest repressed memories of my soul. And what happened instead was this beautiful freedom, liberation, and pleasure that just healed me from 
like on a cellular level. I literally felt like I was just being almost like held down in like a consensual way. I, it was kind of like a, a BDSM scene too, a little bit. I felt very like, it was like very kinky. And and just like these waves of orgasm were just coming through me and it was so energetic. And then they would kind of slow down and I would just feel my heart like burst open and I would just be crying at how beautiful it is and how pleasure can heal. And that actually completely changed the course of my life and even changed a lot of the work that I do, right? Because I was working with sexual trauma on so many levels before, but it was like, I didn't realize the extent that pleasure can actually heal. And it was just so fascinating to feel in like these ecstasy states, like my heart bursting open and just the tears of just like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And then like the waves of orgasm would come back and then my heart would burst open and I would cry at how beautiful it was. And it just was this ongoing, like oceanic experience for hours and hours. And I also remember at one point, um, like everybody around me, you know, you're still conscious of like the noises around you and stuff. And people are like wailing and vomiting and like all these things. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like in the middle of orgasm. I was like, maybe I should be quiet. And I distinctly heard this voice that was like, show those motherfuckers what pleasure can do. And that after the purge comes all the pleasure. And at that point I was just like, whoa, we're going to unleash. And I just like allowed myself to be in this full liberation of orgasmic states and like a room full of like, I don't know, fucking 25 people. And and it really was. And that's, that was, I mean, that was a very big introduction to the, the intersection of psychedelics and sexuality and not all my experiences with ayahuasca have been like that, but that one profoundly changed my life. And that's when I realized, oh, there's something here that I want to explore more. And yeah, so my personal experience and actually I've never shared that publicly. And because you're such a safe, beautiful, like place, and I know your work and I know you understand. Thank you so much for even just holding the space that I can like share that publicly because, um, God, okay. Now I'm going to get emotional. It was, I've done a lot of trauma work, you know, I'm a adult and childhood trauma survivor, sexual abuse survivor. And, and that experience actually healed me on so many different levels. And, um, yeah, I owe a lot to, to that intersection of psychedelics and sexuality. And that's why I'm like, everybody needs your fucking work because this is so life-changing and to be supported in it is even taking it up a notch. Mm. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that. That is such a beautiful story. And it's like, I can feel in my heart just yeah, I think one of the most rewarding and fun aspects of what I do is, of course, like there are moments of slog in the healing journey. You know, it can be so difficult and especially with sexual trauma. Um, yeah, there are moments certainly on my journey where it was like, I give up, you know, this is just so awful. But this idea that I think we can reclaim our bodies with pleasure, that pleasure can be so healing, that we're allowed to just have a fucking good time that we can lean into and almost like make love with the universe, you know, it's profound. And 
you know, I had my own very similar experience, which was very helpful for me. And I almost do feel like for me and what I observe um, with clients is there's often so much shame around sexuality, so much repression, so much should, so much cultural baggage that if we dare to look at our sexuality and can really have these like deep experiences and really use psychedelics intentionally to go in, that the amount of transformation is just mind boggling because it's like you're able to really transform an area of our life, which often just has so much residue of stuff that just isn't us, that isn't our true essence. Um, And so I'm really glad you brought in that story because I think it illustrates of like, of course, you've done so much other work. And it's not to say that it's like this automatic switch, you know, there's no magic pill, certainly, and psychedelics aren't them either. But how profound to be able to feel five hours (laughs) more pleasure than you've ever felt in your life that is transformative and more and more that's what I want to you know welcome people into is is yeah the acknowledgement of our traumas and working through our shame and cultural conditioning and leaning into how incredible our bodies are and what they are capable of doing and I feel like most of us have almost kept our sexuality here when our sexuality is like, oh, you know, like it is so much more than what we give it credit for. And so, yeah, what a beautiful experience, Steph. I'm so glad that, you know, that you had that opportunity, even though you were afraid that you dove right into ayahuasca. What I know. <laughs> it's a little crazy, but you know, it worked out for me. <laughs> I don't know if I'd even recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And and don't go into ayahuasca thinking that's how it's all going to be because man, she is, she is powerful. It is a powerful, powerful medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I have found to be true for me, um, you know, I've been working with ayahuasca and I've worked with psilocybin as well, but ayahuasca specifically is kind of my mind of choice. And it does, it liberates the body in different ways that, you know, even if you go into, into the darkness, which you will, because that's just going to happen because your subconscious really comes alive. It's like, you do feel a liberation of your body on some level. And, and I know that like, you know, the intersection of sexuality is huge with psychedelics. I know that addiction, PTSD, all of these things are, I mean, this is scientific research now that's out there and it can have such a profound healing aspect when used consciously and with people who are educated and like you that can support the before, like the before and after process of it. So yeah, I really, I just, I'm so grateful for, for your work too. Thank you so much. And honestly, you know, I wouldn't have been in this space, you know, I was someone who was very much like, you know, if there's not 10 peer reviewed journals about every aspect of anything, it can't exist. You know, I was definitely, um, you know, skeptical of all of this. And it really took my own desperation, my own years of anxiety and depression and eating disorder, all sorts of kind of, um, you know, my own, own challenges to get me to a point where I was like, all right, I feel crazy enough to, yeah, try ayahuasca. That was kind of what was the opening for me. And, um, I'm so glad that I did. And so I just kind of encourage people, of course, it's not for everyone, you know, certainly not. Um, 
But if you're struggling, I, I do really feel like psychedelics when used in a conscious way, when used safely with a facilitator, when you've prepared, when you've integrated, um, it's the deepest way I've found to really get to subconscious pre-verbal trauma that just talk therapy often really can't reach. Um, and so, yeah, the only reason I'm here is because I believe in this. I've seen my own transformation and I've seen it over and over again with clients and whether you're specifically working on sexuality or not, I think, um, yeah, another beautiful layer of, of the healing is often at least something around your body because, you know, your body is kind of your home for all of this journey and, um, yeah. And so it just makes me very, very excited for the future. You know, I don't think we've come up with great treatment options for a lot of mental health, um, challenges in the last like hundred years, you know, really. And so I feel excited where it goes from here. If we're able to like fully reclaim our sexual power and kind of this life force energy. And we live in a society where we have the opportunity to go into our shadow, to heal, um, these deeper aspects of ourself, like what is this world going to be like? And, um, yeah, so it's just an, an honor to be a tiny, tiny part of this journey for other people, because, um, yeah, I believe that this is kind of going to be a big part of evolving consciousness and supporting people to live healthy, fulfilling lives is yeah. Just being able to go deep into ourselves. Um, so all the answers ultimately are, are there. Yeah, I totally agree. And I really, I really agree that this is going to be a huge wave in the future. And I think that, you know, like you said, two years ago, would you have ever thought, you know, we would be where we are? No, but just like imagine in 10 years from now and the changes in, you know, mental health and sexuality and trauma and all of the different things and addiction and all these different things. There's so much groundwork there. And I also love one other thing that you said, and that is that this is a tool, right? Because it's not for everybody. And there are different ways that you can reach these altered state of consciousness and get into the primal brain and get into these deep healings um, through, you know, different tantric practices like breath work and, um, you know, movement sounding, even orgasmic states. Um, so it's a tool. I don't, I, I like to like make the distinction that it's a tool and it's not a cure, right? Because um, a lot of people I see go in and they're like, I got to do this. I got to do this. This is going to cure this. This is going to cure this. And then, you know, like even in my, you know, local community, it's like, they go every month and it's like, I'm going to cure it this time, this time I'm going to cure it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's where I think that having a psychedelic integration coach can kind of call you out on your blind spots that nothing's going to actually cure it. It's not like a magic wand. It's a tool that you can have in your toolbox that when integrated correctly and going in with the intentionality, it can be a tool to take you into these deeper trauma healing states or the, you know, alivened five-hour fucking orgasms. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's a tool. Yeah. It's not a cure. Definitely. And I think that is such a good caveat because, you know, as people do, you know, I encourage people to do their research, but of course, sometimes we see these sensationalized headlines of like about, you know, the MDMA studies or things like that, that are coming out. And it's like, yeah, very important that we don't take this sort of egoic, something outside of me is going to fix me or waiting for 
that kind of thing that's going to do the work for us when really, yeah, it's a tool. It's going to show us what's inside of us and maybe open sort of a window to the path. But ultimately, we have to tread the path ourselves. And what I hope to do for clients is like ensure that they don't need to walk that alone. You know, I think oftentimes we feel really isolated or lonely or like um, we're the only ones going through these experiences when we're kind of trying to heal and grow. And um, I think ultimately more than anything, just having a support person, no matter where you are on the journey is so helpful. And um, I certainly encourage people to, yeah, reach these expanded states, you know, whether it's breath work, meditation, ecstatic dance, fasting, you know, sweat lodge. There's so many incredible ways in which um, we can connect to different kind of states and, and parts of us. And so I think what you put in is also very profound of like psychedelics are just one tool. They're like a tool that I personally love and have found great use in, but they're absolutely not for everyone. And so look at all these other amazing tools we have in in our toolbox. And I think it's more and more what I hope this work brings out is just alternatives for people to recognize that there are so many ways of healing um, other than, you know, maybe just kind of suffering alone or um, feeling like there's just no hope. Um, so yeah, I think kind of also just to, to wrap up, I feel really, really grateful for the work that you do and somatics and sort of this idea of also like working really directly with the body, because I've seen over and over again as well, that the body really does keep kind of all of these memories and, and things inside of it. And so I think that's also a really important of integration practice, whether people are directly working on sexuality or not is to kind of come more into the body. Um, so yeah, it makes me just really excited for all of the amazing, like just work that's happening now. And like you said, let's think in 10 years, like, I hope there's like thousands and thousands of us that, um, are out there kind of doing this work. So me too. Oh, it makes me so excited that this could become a mainstream consciously used tool that people can have to work through whatever it is that they, they want to work through, or even if it's just to reach these altered states of ecstasy and consciousness, it's, it's quite beautiful and liberating to think of how far we've come and, and how far we still have to go and accessibility and all the different things, but we are on, like, we're moving forward. Like it's going it's we're, you know, the, the ship is sailing. So that's what, that's what brings me hope. So I'm curious for people who are out there who are like, Oh my God, I totally want to get in touch with Christina now. Um, can you tell us number one, well, let's just start here. What psychedelics do you tend to see clients with? Like what, what medicines, what psychedelics? Um, so people have like, just like a list of the different things, uh, that you work yeah. with. Absolutely. So certainly I feel like I can, um, do preparation or integration for a variety of different psychedelic, um, substances. Like I've personally experienced probably, you know, most of the sort of like ones that, you know, the majority of people would be using. Um, and, um, but my training has focused a lot. Like I, um, personally with, uh, psilocybin MDMA, um, and then a lot of clients I have also, um, are using ayahuasca. Um, so I think those are kind of the three main, um, 
substances that um, I see on a regular basis. Um, and, you know, but there are, of course, a wide variety um, out there that, um, uh, but yeah, I think those are kind of the main three. Awesome. And where can people find you? Because everybody who is interested in psychedelics or is about to go into a conscious experience needs Christina in their life. Like, how do we find you? How do we give you our money? How do we pay you so that you can keep bringing all of this wholesome goodness into the fucking world? Because everybody out there needs you. Definitely making me blush. And um, yes, and I would love that. And honestly, yeah, even if um, it's not the right time to work together, this is like, I feel like the meaning of my life. It is so important for me to give people um, safety information and kind of um, resources and all that. So anyone is welcome to just reach out. My website is christinasandwin.com and there's like a form you can fill out there if you just have questions. Um, you can also set up a free consultation. I also have a Facebook group called Psychedelics, Sacred Sex, and Self-Love, which, um, yeah, is where I kind of post um, some videos, content. People can ask questions in there as well. And that's a really good kind of like community base to be able to talk and discuss these things. Um, and excitingly, as you know, we're finishing up our like tantric sexuality coaching with Layla Martin. And so right now to kind of get um, sessions in specifically for that, I'm offering 50% off coaching practices specifically for sexuality coaching. And so if anyone really wants to dive deep into sexuality, especially with someone who has experiences with plant medicine and psychedelics, um, and maybe kind of how to integrate the two, this is the perfect time um, to reach out because you will never get it um, at a better price. So would love to hear from anyone who, yeah, might just want to discuss what that looks like more. Awesome. So yes, I will link all of this in the show notes. And if psychedelics are like, mm, I'm curious, probably not for me quite yet, just bookmark this page and keep her name on the top of your list because when and if this is something that you decide is something you're curious about, you now have the best fucking resource in the US here. So, or wherever you're at, actually you work international because you have one of the best resources in the world um, as a psychedelic integration coach when and if this does resonate with you in the future sometime as well. So thank you so much for sharing and for even just holding space and for all the knowledge and just for being you and this bright fucking light and helping people just live their most sexually vibrant, psychedelic, yummy life. <laughs> yes, Steph, an honor to be here. This was so incredibly fun. And yeah, what a joy to be able to share this information and to hear a little bit of your story. Like I just am mind blown every time I hear about the intersections of these, these things. So yeah, let's talk again sometime soon. Absolutely. And thank you all for being here today. Go ahead and like, subscribe, leave a comment, whatever platform you're on, whatever thing it's asking you to do. It's really, really helpful if you can do that for me and share this if you found it to be valuable with another friend who is curious about psychedelics or who is currently taking psychedelics and would love to work with a psychedelic integration coach. And yeah, I'll see you on the next episode of Getting Sexy with Steph. Mwah!